Welcome to our podcast, Pawsome or the Journey. Hi, I'm Neil, a chef, father, and a lover of all drinks. And I'm Jared, not Neil's lover or father, but I do share a passion for drinks. <laughs> this series of podcasts is all about exploring and sharing individuals' passions for what they do in the drink industry, Jared. And as we all know, the best stories are told or recounted over a glass of wine, a pint of beer, or indeed shots. This week we are talking to Guy Rolf, brewer and owner of Penton Park Brewery near Andover in Hampshire. Jared? Uh, that's great, and Guy will be sharing his journey of how and why he started the brewery, its historic location, and talking about the beers he brews. What the F was that, Jared? Now, you know what that was. That was the uh, school bell, uh, because you were set the uh, homework task this week. Perfect. To uh, check out the beers brewed by Guy, and um, yeah, let's see what you found out. Well, Mr. Jay Bizzle. This week I found out that he started off home brewing. Perfect. Um, and then from the kitchen in Penton Park, got a little brewery going when he fine-tuned it all, I suppose. Um, he's got five regular beers, uh, ranging from a 3.8 Hastings to a 4.5, um, all very sessionable. Um, but one thing that caught my eye, he does seasonal beers, and there was one, Nieper, Thinking man at 7.5 looks thick and juicy. Sounds right up our street. Uh, that's very good work. I'm going to give you an A minus for that. Well done. What? A minus is good, isn't it? Maybe. Anyway, let's crack on with this, Jared. Let's do it. So, pour some more of the journey. Uh, and today we're speaking to Guy from Penton Park Brewery. Hi, Guy. Thanks very much for joining us. Hi there. Thanks, thanks for asking me on. <laughs> I, I've. Uh... I feel privileged as a tiny little brewer to be asked onto a podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure it's a privilege. We'll wait and see how it turns out, yeah? Yeah. Let's, let's see. I might still regret it after this. Thank you very much for sending our little package with uh, a few of your brews in there. Yeah, indeed. We're, we're actually sipping... Oh, it's pleasure. Some... Snail mail is always very good, isn't it? A Hastings. What, what, which, one you, which one are you drinking those? Hastings. Hastings. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I'd sort of describe as a, uh, a very sort of sessionable beer. It's yeah. a sort of a brownie amber beer, a nice sort of um, touch of sort of toffee in there, I suggest. Would that be about right, Guy? There is. It's got, yeah, it's quite right, yeah. Toffee, your, your um, taste buds are spot on. Brilliant. Working. He's not, he's I'm, not just I'm myself a box notes. to get through. Yeah? <laughs> no, I haven't got the tasting notes here, don't you worry. <laughs> not just... So uh, you you got a face for radio and taste buds for suits, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's unfair. Anyway, so thanks very much for joining us. Uh, this sort of podcast series that we're trying to put together for some more is uh, about people's sort of journey into beer and wine and how it sort of all sort of started for them. Um, so the passion, really, yeah, the passion. We want to understand why people sort of do it why yeah. why are they brewing beer why are they uh, making wine etc and how did they end up where they are um doing that sort of type of thing so guy it'd be really great if you could sort of take us back to you know uh was it you know uh beer in the baby's bottle uh was it later on in life how did this sort of passion for beer start uh, and some <clears> of that sort of uh would be great to hear how did my brewing journey start I just started drinking the lights and I was six X in London Pride back when London Pride was a, you know a bit more of a punchy beer rather than four percent, um, and it's just I think it was either that or Cronenberg, and um, maybe Stella. I, I, I sort of hesitate to say, 
But uh, that was when I was sort of, you know, really very young indeed. And I never really ever thought about becoming a brewer. I just drank beer. It's um, always good start. Yeah. I just, you know, went out with sort of lads and, and my sort of friends on a Friday and sort of had a few beers. But I suppose my real sort of want to start brewing came when um, I moved down to Penton uh, into, into this place. It's my aunt's place that's sort of sit for a few years, for, for a few a few years. Um, and we had sort of um, a space and I didn't like the work I was doing at the time. I felt that uh, carving up the countryside and sort of tipping concrete all over grass and making roads and houses was a, a bad a bad thing to do. So I wanted to change my career into something actually that didn't necessarily revolve around sort of earning tons of money, but actually revolved around me having a, a nice day and enjoying what I did. So, and for people that don't know, Guy, where, whereabouts is Penton? Uh, Penton is um, west, sort of uh, west of Andover in, um, in Hampshire. Or southwest Hampshire. Yeah, beautiful part of the world, not not too far yeah. from where we are at the moment. And uh, yeah, Durrington. Yeah, it's, it literally is about ten minutes from Wiltshire. Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, we've run across that border a few times, haven't we? We have. We've across. had to run back, being chased out of Hampshire a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you five, you six fingered Wiltshire bloke boy. Yeah. <laughs> Get off my land! You must have seen those toes as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. A lot, of, a lot of things, a lot of toes, but yeah. uh, no, it's, it's a there's a great area to be. We've got our you know our own water as well, which is which is brilliant. And I think Hampshire is blessed with lots of, sort of floodplains. I say blessed. It's it's blessed when it's sunny and people aren't getting flooded. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, <laughs> but we're at the top of the hills, and everybody sort of impacts me. <laughs> so it's got a. We have Penton Park guy, if you like. Uh, what's the sort of setup there? What is it? Is it just a brewery? Is there more to it than that? So, um, if I take a sort of step back in time, um, we came down here a while ago, uh, 2009, um, to take over from my aunt, and uh, we thought that weddings would be a good thing. No, we thought that getting married here would be a good thing. So, Dan, Daniel and I were married here. And so then we started um, having weddings here because we had a really good time and we enjoyed partying. And that's kind of how all of our weddings ended up being, sort of, because we've got a nice bar upstairs. And then I was buying beer locally. And with all respect to the, the local brewers, I thought that I could brew beer better than I was buying. Um, didn't really understand the brewing process at that time. So I just bought myself a homebrew kit and started brewing. And um, my first, I think, six months of attempts came out like um, vinegar. Absolutely horrible. Nice. Good for pickled but, egg. But I persevered. It was vinegar with alcohol, so I was quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not wholly convinced, but yeah, I guess that worked. <laughs> it wasn't great. Like, yeah, it wasn't great. But uh, and then I thought well, that was sort of. Um, beer kits, you know, like the uh, Cooper's sort of syrups and all that kind of stuff. So I, I actually thought that, well, it'd be better to really go down the sort of full grain route 
because you're relying less on somebody else and it's purely your own sort of skill. And uh, long story short, my beer was selling better than the beer that I was buying just because I'm not a massive fan of bitter. Was this at the weddings you were doing? Yeah, the weddings, yeah. So I'm not really a massive fan of bitter, so I made my beers a little bit more um, grainy and a bit more hoppy, a bit more fruity, um, and not so old manny, as it were. Yeah, not and so, so I, young, as we call it around here. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. So <laughs> I just kind of... younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys are older than me, right? So I'm definitely younger than you two. This is good. Let's, let's talk about ages. Shall we have a guest then, shall we? Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you're nearly 40. Um, yeah, well, how old do you think I am? Oh, God. Come on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I won't be upset. Uh, okay, so... Somebody said I, Yeah. So I'd say you're... <clears throat> fairly mature in your sort of approach. <laughs> to <laughs> just say it, guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, 40... Yeah, keep going. 44. Plus, plus 10. <laughs> oh, get out of it, really? 54? No, 53. <clears throat> How old do you think Neil is? Yeah, 10. <laughs> <laughs> That's my mental age. <laughs> <laughs> <That's what> I'm <laughs> I'd say it's more than nine, to be fair. <laughs> Anyway, we've digressed. We've digressed. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. yeah, you, you started with these um, weddings and, and your own brew kits and, and brewing, and then then from that, what was your thought process to, to how are you going to develop to become a brewery of, of what you are now? Oh yeah, so that was um, that was a curious one really. I had a um, a guy uh, help me brew at the time. And um, I think, that, that, okay, so the brewery started with four people. Uh, it was four, um, four people, uh, all local. Um, one in Penton, where, where we are now, where I am. Um, and then one in Charlton, and then one in Andover. So we all started brewing. And uh, we all just really enjoyed um, doing different stuff so uh, and, and long story short everyone kind of dropped out because work commitments some of them had a family and one guy wanted to sort of uh, go off on his own and do other bits and pieces but we just just started brewing home homebrew and I sat down one day and thought I'm doing we actually brewed this beer called the Pence and Porter yeah and um and it was a lovely porter, really light, quite sweet, lovely toffee and sort of uh, caramel kind of notes in it. And, we, and it started off at about 11% and we knocked it down uh, to 9%. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was tough. Another uh, session beer. <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it was a session beer uh, in, in our world uh, because we all sort of, uh, quite sort of uh, not heavy drinkers, but we actually really just enjoyed. It wasn't heavy drinking every day, but it was. It was one day when we sort of got together. We also had a good old knees up, and and we just started to get 
other people to get their opinions. You know, do you like this beer? And I, we started to get people that we'd never met before saying, I've heard about this porter you've got, Benton Porter. Um, where do I get it from? And so, uh, long story short, we uh, got into Waitrose, into the Lexford farm shop, um, <clears throat> went through the planning consent business, and we literally got planning in three weeks, uh, three months. Mm -hmm. No, it was even it was shorter than that. It was like the shortest the shortest time planning could happen. It happened. It, I think it was like six weeks. It was so short. Wow. Um, we had no no objections, anything. We literally had we had letters of support. People in the village. Make me more beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, so people in the village who had, uh, had literally bitterly contested us becoming a wedding venue because they went, "Oh, Mr. Rolf, it's this is thin end of the wedge. What are you going to be next?" I'm like, oh, no, no. There's a whole lot of stuff we can be next. You know, if you don't accept us being a wedding venue, there's other stuff we can be. There's far more <laughs> sort of. You know, you know, I could be, I could be a rehabilitation <laughs> unit for people that have got sort of drug problems or anything. No, I could, we haven't got to have consent for that. We, we already are that zoning. But those guys have said, we want you to be a brewery. It's like, okay. And I said, I want you to be a brewery because I want to buy the porter. I was like, oh, okay. And then um, we became a, a brewery and I put in... Um, it literally was the first batch of beer we did was the Penton Porter. And I went to the um, Overton Beer Festival and we won best beer of the festival. Wow. Yeah, amazing. I was like, oh, crikey, okay. I probably think we should start brewing. Yeah, we've reached our peak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it just actually started to um, do some more brewing and just, just kind of snowballed from there, yeah. really. So you've got that's kind of mental part guy. Um, tell us a little about about uh, James's place and uh, how that sort of interacts with the brewery as well. We've spoken about this before, but I think it'd be useful yeah. for listeners to understand that too. But the brewery's special, long story short, because I have the people from James's place, the guys with Asperger's, with um, Tourette's, or uh, any number of other sort of conditions. They come down to the brewery and they help me brew and they can't that get work. Like fun, that, does. that really sounds like oh do you know it's a great day you who, know i've got I can't more mention names you, the guy with Tourette's. oh uh, do you know what it's an absolute absolute laugh we have <laughs> we have to shut the door because one of the guys his mouth is such a potty mouth <laughs> and i can't i can't do lives most of the time because his mouth is so filthy but the stuff that he comes out with is absolute gold it's yeah. absolute goals. And if I could just say some things that he said, but I won't, because I'm not sure how to the, the age of your listeners. But those well, guys... Well, let's they, plus 18. Yeah. <laughs> we well, they're not drinking, <laughs> are they? So, yeah, they're, they're watching drinking. <laughs> Which is, but, uh, or not, maybe. Yeah, this is a podcast. They're not listening, they're just listening to drinking. But it's, it's, it's giving people the opportunity to sort of experience work when they wouldn't That's have that fantastic. experience normally. Yeah, it's given that normal. It's a great day, you know. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just really good fun. You know, one of the guys comes down, and he's just he, he just didn't develop you know, mentally didn't develop fully, um, and it's just one of those things. And he'll pick his wallet out of his phone, and he'll start trading shares. 
and I call him Dave, and I call him David Brent because that's how he talks. He says, yeah, yeah, bye bye, sell, sell, and uh, I've got to put some hops in, and uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, I've got to do this. this and, uh, literally, is a David Brent kind of, um, uh, you know, he literally is David Brent, and, uh, <laughs> and and it's just the characters we get down here. It'd be, it's like the undateables but on speed. It's just weird. It's, you know, the, um, and upstairs, we have the music up loud, you know, and obviously I ask um, the parents if they can have a beer. So come sort of uh, lunchtime, sort of one o'clock, the guys come down here with their packed lunch and they have a beer, you know, because nice. they're allowed to. And yeah. uh, we sit down, have a good old natter, and you know, put the hops in the beer. One of the guys is my chief hopper. <laughs> One of them is my chief uh, grain stirrer. The other one's the chief um, doing nothinger. That's all he does is <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> he just points. He just points. But that, but that's that's all he can do. Really, point. But but that's his job. You know, point and you know, be the be the foreman. Yeah, that's uh, brilliant. Yeah. That sounds like really rewarding. Uh, well, it is. You. It's great fun as well. It's great fun. We all good good bit of banter. Yeah, we all take yeah, a piss out of each other. It's great fun. Good beer as well. Yeah. Well, this beer was actually brewed by um, the Hastings you've got there. was brewed by the guys because they oh, came wow. back. They came back uh, just as lockdown finished the first time round. Um, yeah. There was a period where they come back. We did a brew of Hastings. This is the... Oh, crikey, this is the last Hastings. I, I, that was the last two Firkins and a pin that I racked into boxes. So yeah, this is, the, this is actually made by the guys at James Base. Yeah, well, well, tell them from us, it's fantastic. And yeah, how bad is it? And keep hopping and stirring. Yeah, keep hopping and pointing and stirring. <laughs> swearing. We're swearing as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that adds some colour to it, I expect, yeah? <laughs> so, Guy, you're a fairly new brewer. What's your sort of view on the industry generally? Long story short, brewing's a great industry. Uh, everyone's everyone's great and you know everyone's really sort of open sort of um i always thought brewing was very cloak and dagger you know no one really wants to sort of and some brewers like that even though you know you can only put so many sort of combinations together but major on the on the on the majority of people are quite, actually quite open yeah i think i'd echo that i mean most of the people uh brewers and um wineries and so forth we've spoken to they're quite sort of open, engaging people. They want to talk about what they're doing, the stories, the passion for what they're doing, etc. Um, and that's really lovely. Um, you don't always get that in uh, businesses. Other but times, it is a real passion, isn't yeah, it? it is. People want to do it, and they yeah. want to sort of talk and about it and share it with other people. That's right. And I think you know when when all us brewers are on our feet and stuff, you know, on our, on our knees, so, you know, actually, um, on our feet. Um, you know, I I, um, I ran out of grain one day. I didn't order enough, and I put a little sort of post out uh, across a few brewers, and I said, Look, I've I've um, got two bags short of Marisotta, which is a base malt. You normally put seventy five percent Marisotta for most beers. Um, I said I, I've run out. I stupidly didn't sort of put an order in, and within five minutes, I had somebody at my back door. Within 30 minutes, I had somebody at my back door give me two bags of Maris Otter. Perfect. You know, I, yeah, so I had a building firm uh, when I was 26. Um, it lasted a few years when the, um, the recession happened and sort of the sorts of wheat from the chaff. So now I was a chaff. I should have closed. <laughs> I should have closed. I didn't run it good enough. So it wasn't efficient enough business. So uh, it, it shut. 
But when a building firm's on its knees, all the other building firms, all they do is kick sand in your eyes. <laughs> nice. That's, that's all the building industry does. If somebody's on their knees, all they do is pull the rug from under your knees or they kick sand in your eyes. On the, in the brewing industry, if a brewery's on its knees, all the other brewers, even your competition, they'll rally around and they'll try and help. Nice. Even in the... Yeah, in, in the in the pubs, you know, all the pubs I know, you know, even though all of our local pubs here, they're all competition. All of them are trying to sort of get someone's, you know, get the pound out of the next sort of. A, a mate of mine's got a um, a pub, um, the Fox in Tangley. You know, he has he has he great uh, um, uh, tie there, but you know, essentially he's charging his mates for eating in his house because he lives upstairs. <laughs> Um, but we all want to eat there because it's supporting and all that kind of stuff. But he's he's trying to get business from all the other pubs in the, in the local area. But when all the pubs then start to close, all the other pubs then start supporting each other. You know, it's a, it's, it's a very, very social industry. But yeah. just, it's, it's a very peculiar industry because I think it's, well, it's the most... It's the hardships, aren't we, at one point or another? It's yeah. what it feels like. I think out of all the industries, it's probably the only industry that's gone through the most hardship. It's, it, and I, I get frustrated with this whole sort of cancer research sort of um, million sort of bump, you know, dry January and October, all that kind of stuff. Why don't they just tell people to stop smoking for October and January? Why do they, why do they tell people to stop drinking? It kills the industry. You know, uh, I've got several friends that have lost pubs in October because of uh, Macmillan. And um, and dry January, they've lost pubs. I, I lost just shy of 20,000 quid in those two months because it's not just October and January. It's October and November, half of it. And it's January plus most of February bordering into March. It's, it's bizarre. Those industries, are, but the whole industry as a, industry as a whole is just being completely... Um, it's, it's bizarre. Yeah, but guy, it could be worse. You could be in South Africa trying to sell wine. <laughs> could be, could be in South Africa. Period. Well, we're earlier. Yeah, in South Africa, and uh, they've had several bans on alcohol sales uh, over the whole sort of period of COVID. Why is that? Uh, but ABN, um, um, what's it called ABN? They'll literally African company. They'll just ship all their bloody uh, sales somewhere else. It's a funny, funny industry. It's bizarre. <laughs> to the UK, but not even to the UK. It's, it's, it's bizarre. I've got, a, I've got a, a big rant I'd go on about sort of thing, all those guys and sort of completely killing the industry. Anyone just have another, just have another sip of beer, yeah? I'll have another glug of a glug normally is about half a pint. So just one second, <laughs> a quick glug. This section is called Let's Speak Geek. The bit Jared gets overexcited about. You may notice his voice become slightly higher pitched. Okay, okay, so I'm about the voice. What's your part? Just here for the good looks, Jared. You do realize this is just I'm never very good at remembering, um, <laughs> remembering what I put in my beers. I use Beersmith. I used to use Brewer's Friend. Okay. And the reason why I changed, um, firstly, it was because there's an American chap called Nate that came over and he used Beersmith. 
Yeah. Um, that's, and that's all he used. Um, but also, I just find it's a bit more um, not user friendly, but a bit more accurate. Okay. I, I can dial in the beers a bit better. Um, I find Brewer's Friend a bit more user friendly because on a on a brew day I can say how much liquor's gone into my brew tank, and it'll adjust the hops, or I can really easily adjust the hops on a brew day if I've got a new packet of um, yeah. hops. I can sort of mash the two together. If, if say for instance Magnum, sometimes it's um, sometimes it's uh, uh, 21 IBUs and sometimes it, no, it's not 21 Christ, sometimes it's like um, 12% uh, um, IBUs and sometimes it's uh, 9.8 on mm -hmm. Brewer's Friend you can really dial it in easily but on Beersmith you can't but Beersmith generally is a better brewer program I found well that's what we use when we're doing our brewing uh, our brewing sort of side of things um, yeah, so if we ever get a chance to brew together, we'll uh, share some of the stuff we did there. A collab. Um, yeah, that, was, that sounds good. That sounds interesting. We did. Uh, well, yeah, actually, it does sound really interesting. It'd be, it'd be good to sort of get a bit of a collaboration. Um, obviously, you know, sales would help this sort of podcast, but uh, also just good for sort of general stuff. Yeah. yeah, just experience, isn't it? Again, we, we did, uh, I think probably one of the best ones was uh, an Indian brown ale. But yeah, nice sort of uh, subtle sort of nuances to the beer. And what, what do you have on the estate? Um, like grows naturally on there that you could add to your beer? Um, I want to do a wild yeast. I'm, I'm growing lots of plants in the brewery. Right? I had, up until, up until this morning, I had a 40-year-old cactus um, in my in the brewery, but I'm growing spider plants, and I'm just about to get a clematis that's going to grow throughout the brewery. A lot of people have said, "Don't get clematis; it'll adjust your, it'll affect your beers." But I, I want the beers to be affected by pollen. Right. I want the beers to be a little bit more. I want that sort of differentiation. You know, I want to have that sort of. Uh, uh, seasonality in the, in the beer but i've got uh i've got my my spider plants you don't know what plants did you what was the uh, question <laughs> <laughs> yeah what plants have you got growing around the uh the yeah. acres or so you've got yeah but they good, question. good question good <laughs> <laughs> question uh, we have um bluebells buttercups um snowdrops we've got Anemones, daffodils, uh, roses, uh, crikey! What else have we got? I've what made I've made a, a stinging nettle beer, which Ooh. was absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I, tried, I, tried beautiful. Uh, I, tried, I tried one one. We, well, I made a soup didn't this year in the last lockdown, which was really yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, I tried um, the beer. Wasn't that great? No, it's a good. Oh, I called the beer stinger because, uh, and then I got we've got. Um, we, it was when the four of us were doing the um, brewing mm -hmm. and we got the, it's, it's just the top inch of the sting little plant. The young growth, isn't it? Yeah, just the top inch. And if you go anything yeah. underneath that, you get all the woodiness and the horrible sort of sting little bit. Mm -hmm. But then we have this, um, we have a rosemary plant that's a cross between rosemary and ginger. 
Okay. And and we bottled everything and we just put one inch sprig of ginger rosemary in the top of the bottle and capped it and then shook it around and left it for a couple of weeks. And that rosemary and ginger and the um, tenderness, the, the, the like, real delicateness that came through, absolutely glorious. Adding these seasonality kind of things mm. in, yeah. I think, you know, from your estate as well, would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, if there's stuff you can yeah. do that works. What about doing a saison? What I'd like to do with a saison is actually, rather than use, I, I use a Belgian saison too, uh, yeast. Uh, mm-hmm. White Labs, WLP 5566 um, yeast. What I'd like to do, because you get buttercups and all the other bits and pieces, it's it's absolutely brilliant beer. And again, it's helped. Um, I've tweaked it yet uh, since um, the uh, American guy came over, uh, Nate. Um, but now I sort of stick it in the field. And I'll let all the yeast from all the pollen, and I'll leave it there for a week. And it just goes, and we do it. We did a little bit of um, we put acid malt in there just to get the sort of acidity. But yeah, I put half the amount of acid malt in, and I leave it in the field with a little gauze around it, just so all mm-hmm. the pollen over the night sort of yeah, nice waft into it. Mm. And that thing comes out absolutely beautiful. It's a mm-hmm. uh, sort of three bar. It's really um, very light, really fruity, very very. Um, uh, bubbly. It's almost like a uh, like a champagne, really. The, the mm-hmm. amount of, sort of bubbles are inside it, but it kind of yeah. yeah, I think we mentioned to have a look at the uh, Burning Sky Brewery in Sussex. Burning uh, Sky, yeah. Yeah, yep. they, they do have a couple of uh, saisons from there, and they are they're up there, top notch. Yeah, they're really good. Uh, yeah, some interesting stuff. Dissect it. You can get one open, you know, put it under the microscope. <laughs> <laughs> just drink it. <laughs> or just drink it, yeah. <laughs> I think we'll just... Cheers. Well, uh, when we get this brewery going again, and when we get sort of COVID things sorted out, I'm going to get the sort of meat wagon down at the uh, in front of the house, and we'll have you guys are very welcome to come down. Your night, your night of boozing and eating is on me. Just, uh, just come down and sort of have a nice evening. Thank you. Well, that'd be fantastic. What, what have you got there? What's that? Still the Hastings. Still the Hastings. Good, 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 good. I've got the Cheers, guys. See you later. Have a good evening. <laughs> later on. Good night, guys. Have a nice night. So, Neil, what a great guest guy was for the first podcast. Absolutely was. Uh, it was great to see what he's doing with James's place and how he's getting the guys involved. Oh, guys, yeah, pun intended to see what <laughs> you did there. A little bit, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it was great to hear his plans for future experimental brews. Uh, how are you going to top that one next week, then, Neil? Well, Jared, I'm going to take you to Crete. Woo! Virtually. Woo! <laughs> Through the power of the internet. And next week's guest is Anna Maria Cambaracas, Maracas, 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 Cambaracas from Honeywine. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Can't wait to meet Anna Maria Cambaracas. <laughs> anyway, tell you what, in the meantime, let's, let's pour, pour some, some more. more.